Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Welcome to episode 125 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the first and very late episode of November 2014. Initially, I was trying to do something with our audio from Emerald City Comic Con's Kaiju Attack panel, and unfortunately, uh, this is requiring much too much of my time to actually uh, clean up the audio. There's a terrible, terrible frequency through the entire thing that must have been picked up through the uh, mixing board at the convention. What I'm doing instead is we'll be playing panel audio from G-Fest this year, 2014's G-Fest, where I, along with J.D. Lees and with the help of Robert Scott Field, interviewed the guest Koichi Kawakita, who is the special effects director from 1989 through 1995, and he's done a whole bunch of other different stuff, and uh, it was it was really a thrill to do the interview. But because this episode is so late, what we're going to do is we're basically just going to have one music request at the beginning of the show, right before the panel audio, and then we'll close it out with another music request as well. I've been really busy working on the Hail to the King 60 Years of Destruction documentary stuff, so that's one of the reasons I can't spend so much time trying to tweak the audio. After the documentary's done, sure, we'll get that Kaiju Attack panel uh, back up and running. We'll kick off with the theme song from Ultraman Mabius, which is a request from Steven in honor of Crunchyroll getting Ultraman Max and Ultraman Mabius. At the end of the episode, for Ben, we will play The God of Destruction Appears from Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. It's a little weird to do this at the beginning of the episode, so you won't hear me again, but Jamata?
Coming to this early morning session with our uh, special guest of honor, Mr. Koichi Kawakita. Uh, he, uh, of course, uh, had a very long plane flight on top of everything else, uh, and coming from a time zone nearly around the world. So, uh, if we, uh, if I feel that I'm a little bit uh, worn out, I uh, give him full credit for being a trooper and and keeping going and doing all these sessions. But 
We only get to see our heroes here uh, once a year, or very rarely, and so uh, when we when we are, do have the opportunity, we like to to uh, get as much out of them as we can. So thank you again very much for coming all this way and joining us. Today we're going to be discussing, uh, just doing a, a Q&A, uh, my uh, associates up here, of course everybody knows Robert Scott Field, who will be doing the... doing the translation work for us and his voice seems to be hanging in there but we have our fingers crossed under the table don fry this morning <laughs> so i'll do what i can yeah. thank you and uh remember though you can whisper and let andy turn up the volume if you have to so and uh the other end of the table uh helping me out this morning is uh kyle yount uh, who runs the kaiju cast podcast oh, Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, so uh, we'll get underway because we've only got an hour and I know how fast these things go by. So uh, we're going to start basically back at the beginning and try and march through our program as quickly as we can. So Kyle, why don't you start off? Kawakita-san, I'm fascinated with your, your, uh, your career. You, you seem to have gone through the entire uh, Toho, not the entire Toho uh, special effects catalog, but you've been involved with a lot of it. How did you get started? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Uh, where was I? Must good. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Yeah. え、とイマでいうとですね、僕はあの、映画関係の仕事をしてましたんで、その関係で、え、特撮を東方の撮影所に入って、え、それで特撮を目指したっていう、あの当時珍しいオタクだったのかな。During his growing up days when he was young, his whole family had to do with um Movies and things having to do with the movies, not necessarily special effects, effects, but, uh, he really, uh, looked at special effects as something that he really wanted to do someday. The first time he was able to uh, visit Toho, he said, uh, this is something I'd really like to do. So ever since he was, um, born, he basically, his whole family had something to do with movies. Mm. So you, you've always loved film. Daisuke means I love them. で、あの、え、この仕事を目指したのはあの、地球防衛軍っていう作品で、それであの、え、どうしてもたくさんやりたいと言って、え、当時特撮を目指す人はいや、本当にほとんどいなかったんですよね。He Okay, but he saw that movie just basically once, but the impact was so big. And at the time, there were very, very, very few people who were doing actually special effects. So he said, this is a field he'd like to go into someday. Excellent effects in that film. Just, uh, what, just really quickly, what did you think of, uh, of Mogera in that movie? Ah, uh, それで戦うんで、そこでその戦いがあるんだけど、映画の中ではその人は知らないし、傷つかない。Uh, 
what he thought was really cool. Uh, Toho was the epitome of movies at the time. Uh, even though it was a war movie, what he really liked about the whole thing that nobody actually died in the movie. And so they were able to bring the drama to it without people actually dying. So he thought that was very, uh, very original, very good of Toho to be able to do something like that and very difficult at the same time. Toho え、黒沢組とつぶらさんとかそういう組があって、あとは特撮の場合はあの、えっと、ほとんどのセクションは撮影、照明、え、美術全部あって、ないのは録音だけなの。それであの本編の方はまた別の組織があって、で、撮影所
トップがウルトラマンやってたんで、ウルトラマン、あ、帰ってきたウルトラマンっていうのは助監督であって、その後にウルトラマンエース、それがウルトラマン太郎と。Tsuburaya's death affect you after,、uh, after he passed away?、Mm. Uh, uh, as far as the company went with Toho, when、uh, Mr. Tsuburaya died, there was a special, special Yes, um, section of the sp-、uh, special effects uh, in uh, Toho, and as soon as he died, the whole thing disappeared. And it just was no more. If he wasn't there, they couldn't do anything without him, apparently. Uh, personally speaking,、uh, he was such, he was just such a big, he had this aura around him, and everybody looked up to that aura, and so when he disappeared, not just the company, but my, myself personally, something big just kind of,、uh, was pulled out of my heart when he died. あの、ゴジラの一作目も、えー、アメリカに輸出したのも、やっぱ、つぶらさんの作品なんで、そういう点ではもうすごい、Yeah, Mr. Tsuburaya's、uh, passing would have really shaken things up. And as you say, the whole dep- special art department, I guess, disappeared. So,、uh, the, some of the people that would sort of take over the helm there, Mr.、Uh, Arakawa and、uh, Mr. Nakano, I wonder what、uh, was Mr. Kawakita's relationship with them?、Um, di- and did he foresee himself becoming,、uh, or when did he foresee himself perhaps becoming the、uh, director of special effects? いや、思ってなかったですね。<笑>えー、つぶらさんが亡くなった後すぐ、えー、組織替えがあって、で、特殊技術家って亡くなって、で、中野さんが今度、えー、東方のプロ,プログラムピクチャーの、えー、特撮の監督になって、それでこうずっとやってたんですけど、僕は、えー、東方のお金じゃなくて外部の作品を、主に、ずっとやってたんで。だから、今、最近新しいんでは、ガンヘッドとか、サイナルジュピターとか、大空の侍っていうのはみんな外部のお,、えー、お金で制作されました。Uh, at the uh, time, uh, uh, Tsuburaya, of course, was very, very big. And so,、um, when he uh, died, um, the helm was left over to Nakano at the beginning. And so he became the next special effects director, etc. Um, personally himself, uh, he didn't have that much, 
things going on with Nagano and others because he was doing things outside. Uh, and was like the gunhead that you saw yesterday and stuff like that, um, they were pulling in money and they're pulling in other projects from outside the works as well at the time. Uh, but they did, uh, in um, some of the composites and things as well, they did have some um, connections with. But uh, himself personally, he thought he would never become anywhere near what Tsuburiya was at the time. Did you get involved uh, with the Toho Ezo group? Toho Ezo is a ですね。あの、トホエゾっていうのはあの特撮を専門にやってた会社でして、最初に初期の方。で、その後トホエゾ Um, personally, he didn't really have anything to do with them. They were a company that was um, kind of outside as well, was doing certain projects, but they, um, somewhere along the line, were absorbed into another company and became one bigger company. Mr. Tanaka Tomoyuki, when he was uh, with Toho at the time, he had moved his position down. He went to Toho Ezo. And so the whole thing kind of moved along with him. It was kind of following him at the same time. So this. And then, I was talking about the first え、冷房もなくて毎日毎日60度ぐらいあったようなセットでよく撮影してましたね。Um thinking back about the days of Tsuraya, um, he was such a huge um character in our, you know, the, the aura was there and everything else, but when he thinks about it, um, they would uh, work many, many hours a day, it was long hours into the night, and it was about 60 degrees in the, on the sets, which is what, 100 about 100 degrees Fahrenheit uh, on all the sets. And he says, looking back at it, it's amazing none of us died. So the staff because the hours were very long and they had a lot of big spotlights and stuff that were very hot and so it was always hot in there and when they got hungry they would look around to see if anybody was watching they'd take potatoes and stuff and stick them inside the lights and cook the potatoes <laughs> and eat them right there on the bath. So then それ
um, with the two groups we just mentioned before, Kurosawa and Tsuburaya. Um, Kurosawa was very big on point details of the focus from the very beginning into the middle and the end. So any movement, they had a, a focus on everything. It's very s- slow moving. Uh, you would get all the details in and they had to use a lot of lighting for that as well. On the other hand, um, Tsuburaya was very good at fast speed and he loved that as well, but also lighting was used. And because they had the two different groups, um, they were always fighting about who could use the lights next, uh, the electricity bills, all that kind of stuff they were always fighting about. And so whenever Kurosawa's group would take a lunch break, they would run in and use the lights while they weren't there and they tried to work it back and forth so they wouldn't fight but they ended up fighting a lot as well. So, 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 the, because the film was not uh, of a high quality at that time, they had to make the actors look as good as they possibly could. So a lot of times they take some kind of wax or something you put in your hair and keep it in shape so they wouldn't be out, so they could um, save on film, I guess, basically. And with the, as how, how the lighting is really hot, uh, as it hit the top of your head, you see smoke coming off the top of their heads from the <laughs> wax every so often. That was で、スタッフも most not just the actors themselves with the smoke came off and all the you know the the really high temperatures in the side of the room we basically lived off of um pills uh, health pills we were giving each other on our drinking this and that and whatever else to try to stay as healthy as we possibly could because of the the environment inside the sets got to get your vitamins <笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑> 普通の一般映画で in the days of special effects as well, when you take a regular movie, um, the way that movies use you have, it's 2.5 times the amount of film that they use with, 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 uh, that they use to film that they actually use, uh, in the end print. But when it comes to special effects, they use 10 times as much film. And so, uh, in those days when you didn't have digital stuff, you had to really take care of film, uh, you had to get everything perfectly right when, especially when it came to special effects or the price went up uh, very quickly. And uh, as he just said, use 10 times as much to film it, but use very little uh, in the end results. And so it was very, very expensive for special effects, so you had to get perfect at it from the very beginning. So as we all know, the Godzilla series ended in 1975. Uh, things weren't so good financially for special effects films in the 70s. But after 1975, Toho still did make some special effects films, and which led eventually to 1984's Return of Godzilla, and then eventually to 1989's Godzilla vs. Biollante. Uh, can you tell us any stories from that time period, from that 10 years? Uh, 
それからパニックもので日本沈没だとかそういう映画ずっとこうテレビシリーズでもあってでそっちの方にこうスタッフも勢力を注いだんじゃないかなと思いますけど。Um, during this area,、uh, after 1975, it was、uh, a lot of、um, hardships at the time. And until late 1984,、uh, most everything that they did in special effects was for TV. And、uh, which he says is actually a lot easier to do than for a whole movie. And so that probably is something that kind of saved them.、Uh, they had a lot of hero series that they went through、uh, that helped save them、uh, in this era that was hard to make、uh, special effect movies. まあ、それと、もう一つは、あの、えー、なんていうかな、あの、えー、今まで津村さんがいた頃には、二班体制で特撮班と本編班、二つあって、それで一本の作品作るんですけど、えー、だんだんだんだん予算が少なくなってくると、じゃあ一般体制で全部やろうと。で、本編撮影終わってから、この特撮やったり。で、僕の、あの、私もやっぱり、あの、本編の方の助監督やったり。Uh, also, during these days, when、uh, Tsuburaya was still alive, they always had two groups. They had one to, for the actors and everything, and one for the special effects. But during these years、uh, where they were having a lot of hardship money wise,、uh, instead of having two groups, they made everything into one. And a lot of times he would also do,、uh, they have one group, and so they would help with the actors as well as helping with、um, the special effects. So they'd make one group so they didn't have to use as much money, and they had a very, you know, very small amount of budget money as well.それで、あの、旧作を全部上映しながら、えー、ファンの皆さんの声を、えー、吸い上げて、で、次回作にこう繋がっていったわけですね。で、そういう努力は、やっぱ田中さんは、やっぱり一つの、こう、えー、ゴジラの生みの親としても、やっぱりすごい努力家だ。Etc., etc., and so he thinks that a lot of the reason that Godzilla did come to be again is with the efforts of Mr. Tanaka. And he heard the voice of the, the whole country. He moved around all the 47 prefectures to hear the voice of the, the country. How did, how did it influence the、uh, planning of each individual movie that is the knowledge that there would be another and another now? まあ、田中さんはあの、ゴジラに対する造形が深かったんで、やっぱり、思いがすごいんじゃなかったんですかね。やっぱり田中さんはやっぱり一つの作品で、で、ちゃんとこう、えー、監督に対してこう、ダメ押し、ダメ押しで、リテイクもさせるし、で、そのための予算も全部自分で持ってるし、で、そういう点では、ね、
。だから、あの、日本のプロデューサーの中でも結構得意な人じゃ,じゃなかったかなと思います。Um, again, I think he, he doesn't get as, uh, um, for instance, Tsuburaya and Kurosawa are the real famous ones, but I think Tanaka should also get more credit for what he went through.、Um, most of this is probably the dream from him and the efforts that he went through.、Um, each movie he took on as his own, like his own child, and the budgets, all the money that was handled was always went through Tanaka as well, and he thinks that he should get more credit for exactly、uh, what happened. As for the influence of each movie,、um, they realized after 1989, especially that the movies were going to take on more、um, a bigger fan base again, and so they just basically took one on one as their own baby to And use the amount of money that they had to the best ability to create the best thing that they could. And that's about the, the only plan that they could have had. Whenever I do a presentation about、uh, Godzilla and I have like a, you know, slideshow, I always include a picture of Tanaka-san where he's in the street with his arms raised up with like three suit,、uh, Godzilla suits around him. And I use that as an illustration as to how much he loved the Godzilla series. Yes, he loved Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> was the, the planning of what was actually going to happen in each movie and which monsters were going to come back and、uh, so forth, was that a collaborative brainstorming thing or were there some sort of、uh, ideas that were set and had to be worked around? Tanaka san was actually working on the movie. やっぱり決めていくっていうのはやっぱり大事な仕事だと思ってたんじゃないですかね。Um, he says there may have been a slight、uh, collaboration here and there, but Mr. Tanaka himself took most of the responsibility on and pretty much decided which、um, kaiju would come back and fight against Godzilla. How did it feel to get named special effects director for both Gunhead and then into the Godzilla series? いや、それはもう自分の名前が、あの、大スクリーンにやっぱり、こう、えー、映し出されると、やっぱり感動、自分でも感動を覚えるし、えー、もっともっとお客さんにこう、喜んでもらうような仕事をしたいっていうのは、Uh, he's, he's being very reserved about this, but he says being able to see something that you've created on a big screen is like going, oh yeah, baby. Basically, <laughs> is what he's saying. It's just something I think anybody would be very happy to be able to do. Yes. Well, I, I know I actually probably speak for a lot of fans out there. Godzilla vs. Biollante was the movie that really got me back into my love for tokusatsu films. And,、uh, of course, the continuation of the series was a huge influence on me as a Godzilla fan, so. Ah, ゴジラは、あの、なるべくオリジナリティを壊さない程度に、やっぱりこう、リニューアルして、で、お客さんにやっぱりこう、えー、今風にこう、存在感を持てるような、えー、怪獣にしたいと。で、怪獣にしたいって言ったら、今度、田中さんが怪獣じゃなくて、あの、あ僕は恐竜的な要素で怪獣って言ったんだけど、やっぱりそれは恐竜じゃなくて怪獣だと。いつも言ってましたね。Uh, and he, he appreciates that very much.、Um, when Mr. Tanaka was thinking about this at the beginning, he says, we gotta find a way to,、um, create, not recreate, but keep the 
big image of Godzilla, the good image of Godzilla going on at the same time, make it interesting because the same Godzilla is going to come out basically, but whoever he fights against has to be something that people will get in, interested in. And so when they decided on Biolante as well, um, they were thinking kaiju, but at the same time thinking we need to find something a little bit different as well. And uh, well, in the long run, it came out to be Biolante, and he again, he agrees, he thinks it was well done and something that really started things up again. So he thanks you for your comments as well on that. And what did you think about Biolante? Right? Almost everybody I talk to, their top ones are Biolante and Destroya. Those and Mechagodzilla. Those are like almost everybody's favorites. I know King Eater's in there as well. I appreciate that. <laughs> で、あの、一番あの、ビロンドでゴジラの造形で違ったのは、やっぱり歯の形状と目。目を白目を取って、こう、え、高の目見て、モーキンドイのこう、あ、交際があるような目にしたと。それと、こう、少しこう胸を張
did you have a direct reaction to seeing the 1998 Godzilla film? <laughs> That's good. That's a... まあ、あの、エミリヒがまあ、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの
pure CGI. So we thought it, it did turn out better than he thought it would if it had just been a suit or just been CGI. So he think it turned out really well. Yeah, what do you guys think? The, uh, sorry, uh, the, I was just going to ask, the Millennium series that followed after Mr. Kawakita left uh, did not do as well at the box office as his movies, and yet they tried many of the same tactics. Does he think that was because the audience changed, or that was something that the movies were doing, or was it just maybe because Mr. Tanaka was not there anymore? <laughs> いい線は行ったんですけどね。で、その後ミレニアム以降は作品そのものの、あの、平成シリーズの he, he says, um, possibly they were trying to make something better than the Heisei series, and they kind of lost their way, as you can see, as you see the movies. Uh, they weren't ba- basically able to get back to the basics of a few of the things that made, uh, the magic during Heisei, or even in the, uh, the 1954 movies, etc. Uh, and so they kind of lost their way a little bit. Um, it wasn't necessarily one person, but it just seemed like they were trying to make something better, but they didn't get back to the basics, uh, to, to make the magic マジックアタックでタイムソーダマジックディンカムアズマッチアズデイタイムソーダマジックディンカムアズマッチアズデイタイムソーダマジックディンカムアズマッチアズデイタイムソーダマジックディンカムアズマッチアズデイタイムソー
Um, uh, one of the things that he has been doing a lot lately is, is teaching uh, the next generation of how to make films and all of it in analog. He did mention that again, uh, yesterday as well, but uh, he's trying to help the next generation understand the importance of the analog way to make things. It may be, take longer, it may be harder, but it is the basics of what makes movies good. Um, since the, doing the, the uh, creating his company, um, he was doing a lot of commercials for things like that, and then it just kind of worked into making hero uh, TV shows and then doing some stuff with Kaiju as well. And so it just kind of led into a lot of things he actually wasn't planning on doing after retiring from Toho. But it's, it's things that he has done in the past, and so the shoes fit, so he's continued to do exactly that. As a Godzilla fan, I know uh, that I have really appreciate all of your efforts in Japan to continue keeping Godzilla in the minds of everybody. You host screenings with Castco to uh, it, uh, for Godzilla screenings. You've had your your special effects movies played uh, for small audiences, and you even started your own line of collectibles. So, as a as a fan, thank you for doing that. And I would love to hear a little bit more about why you decided to to start that. He thinks that anything, even a little thing, if there's a way to show it looking big or feeling bigger or make it more powerful is what anybody in life uh, with Kaiju, with anything, is what you want to do. Uh, he's done a lot with Bandai and taking a little figure and making it look really huge or powerful or something like that. And so, it, again, trying to make something even that's small, something like this, and making it look really big and, and heroish and just huge, making your life bigger than it actually is, is something that everyone wants to do, and he's been able to continue to do it. For his, feels very lucky about that. He also, with your comments and the fans, he thanks everybody for that, and that's another reason why he continues to do what he does for the fans. You guys thank him for his work, right? And keeping Godzilla alive, especially in Japan. I think we have time for maybe just a couple of questions from the audience before uh, before our next panel begins. Johnny, you want to ask something? What was the most difficult experience you had when working on a Godzilla film? What was the most difficult experience you had working on a Godzilla film? あの、ゴジラ、あんまりこう人間が入って演技するんで、あんまりこう感情を出してしまうと、動物らしい怪獣らしさっていうのはなくなってしまうので、そこが一番難しい。で、ある分ではその、デストロイヤーの時には、やっ
It, it's not really one movie necessarily, but um, a guy inside of suit trying to be scary, making the people watching the movie feel like it is scary or feeling the drama uh, or the, the eyebrows or whatever else, the movement of the, the face and things like that, making people um, think that it's real was kind of the probably the most difficult part and uh, certain movies did really well. And then with the drama in Destroyer when it was actually going to end up dying and things like that, um, pulling the heartstrings strings of the people who are rooting for him or and the people feeling good about the, who wanted him dead etc etc trying to find a, a medium for all of the fans to feel something towards Godzilla is probably the hardest thing that they had to do especially when they're using a guy inside a suit ねらってやったんです。で、それは今までのゴジラシリーズの中では全くないあの外だったんで、それはあのこう感情がこう通じるのかなと思うとこうバッとこう熱線を吐いてですね、え、破壊してしまうと。そこら辺がこうすごくド